Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? So excited for another Best Bits weekend. Morgan here, and I've got my guy, Mike D. I'm back. Who blew my mind when he said that. Like, I knew your last name did not start with a D, but I do not know why it still blew my mind. Yeah. A lot of people hit me up saying, like, I had no idea that was not your real last name. That's the point of it. It's wild. It still blows my mind, even though I straight up knew when I went to your wedding that that was not your last name. Yeah. But yeah, just hearing you talk about it and like the whole story behind it is pretty cool. Yeah. And it's also that I just, my real name is kind of generic. And if you search it, you find so many just different people with that exact same name. I have problems when I go to different countries because it always comes up in the system that like someone else (laughs) with that name has committed a crime. So I've always just had issues with that name. And I was like, whenever I like start putting things out, I just want to have a different name. You just need to start referring to them as your other variants, Mike. That is, yeah, yeah, my other variants. You have multiple variants and you're all experiencing different things. And the thing about like my different names is kind of different people know me as different names. So a lot of people who I met when I was a kid or like younger in school, they know me as Mikey. And it's weird because they hear my other names and they're like, no, you're Mikey to us. So it's like I can identify where I met people based on what name they call me. That is interesting. It's definitely cool to think about how many nicknames you've been given in your lifetime. A lot of nicknames. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mike D, not actually D, that's real, but his stage name. Let's put it that way. That's your stage name. My stage name, Mike Distro. Mike D is on with us, and we had a lot to talk about. It's been a crazy week, especially crazy with how much money we have on lottery tickets. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. That's coming in at the number one spot, so we're going to dive into the other ones. Amy shared a clip for her, from her son's radio show talking all about aliens, which everybody loves when we share these clips from him. Mm-hmm. He's like a pro radio guy already. Did he you ever start. Did you ever have like a time in your life where you did your own like fake radio show? You know, I did. I carried around my camera a lot and I did more like reporting style things. I never did like the radio thing, but I would like do like Morgan reporting live from <laughs> the, <couch>. the zoo. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff. And I always, because my dream growing up was to be a singer. So there's several videos of me. 
I would line up all my animals on the fireplace and I would sing to my animals. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not pulling those out from the archives. They're in the archives for a reason. Do you have some where you like did some of this growing up? Yeah, I had like my own little radio show that I would do. I would just put up together a bunch of songs. I'd write these little intros and like create my own radio show. See, look, and look at you. You basically manifested that. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Young you was just trying to put things out into the universe. I was just like creating things and I was always like, I could just create a radio show by, by myself. Mm-hmm. That was the dream. You know, isn't it crazy? I think about like when I was a kid and I think about Amy's son here, like he's just like, I want to do it. So he does it. Yeah. Whereas when you become an adult, you're like, I want to do it. Oh, no. Logistics. That, that, that's not going to work. And you go through the spiral of all the reasons why you can't do it. But when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, I'm going to do it. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And you try it and it works. All right. I'll keep doing it. If you try it, it doesn't work. All right. I won't do it anymore. <laughs> I'll pick something exactly. else. Exactly. Like, I wish we could keep that same mentality, but obviously it changes because you have responsibilities and you have to like actually support yourself <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. You can't just be like, I want to go do this and screw everything else. But I think about that a lot, like the mentality of kids and how they just are like, I want to do it. And here I am. I'm doing it. I we, wish we could do that. Yeah, we need to adopt that a little bit more. I know. It's just so hard. You know, adult responsibilities. I don't like trying anything new, really. Really? Yeah. Okay, we're, we're going to get into that because I'm actually going to talk to you and see if there's anything new happening that okay. you've tried or anything. But I want to ask you some random questions. Because his radio show was about aliens, mm-hmm. what is something you believe in that other people don't? Oh, my first one is aliens. I highly believe in aliens. I think... Right now, with all the stuff coming out, it seems a little sensationalized of like people having a vision of what an alien is. But I've been on this for like 10, 15 years thinking aliens are real. Same. Oh, I'm 100% with you. Like, I think it's you, me, and Bobby are the three on the show, and everybody else is very skeptical. Yeah, I'm fully into it. I don't think it's exactly, I think just people have this image in their head that it sounds like a fantasy. And some people, yeah, and some people exploit that, even with this story. People have been using other ways to like doctor images to get clicks. So it it ruins the narrative, I believe. Mm -hmm. But aliens has always been a big one for me. And then also like because I've had personal experience with like certain kind of demonic presences. Like that is a thing I just believe that happened. And people have convinced me that it's not true, that it was something else going on in my life. But I know what I experienced. No, I believe you. I'm one of those people that until there is like scientific proof otherwise, Mm -hmm. I will always believe it. Always say, yeah, it's probably true. Even if it sounds crazy. I'm like, no, it's probably true. Unless you can give me straight up proof, like on multiple levels, yeah. scientific proof that it is not the case. Then I'll be like, yeah, it's probably true. Because otherwise, who are you to say that it's wrong or not right or it doesn't exist? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm with you. I believe that these demonic presences are real and you've had those experiences. I'm with you 100%. And I also agree with aliens. I also believe the same with ghosts. I believe ghosts are real. Yeah. Honestly, just about everything. Like, I could argue on every level. There's not really anything I'm skeptical about. I question a lot of things. And I'll ask a lot of questions about aliens and about ghosts and about people's experiences. But I don't think there's any ever a point in time in my life where I'm like, no, that's not true. You know what I mean? I always like to hear it out at least, do some research of my own. And then even if I don't fully agree with the person or think maybe there's some issues with it not being 100% true, I'll still look into it. What even Bigfoot? Listen, like the just like you say about aliens, the image that we think of Bigfoot and what mm-hmm. that is, I don't know that that's necessarily true, but there are definitely creatures out there that we don't know about. Like we've come to see with 
down way beneath so many things of the ocean that we have not seen that there are creatures out there we don't know about. So who's to say that's not the case on land? It's just something coming out of like a hole. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Or like literally from the middle of the earth. I don't know. (laughs) What can survive? We don't know about different creatures. Yeah. So I do believe Bigfoot on a level. Like all of these things on a level could be very real. They're just not what we think in our minds because of movies, because of social media, because of what people have pictured us. But I'm like a version of that. Yeah, there's definitely some type of Bigfoot that I just I don't know about that creature yet. Maybe it could be like something we're just like not seeing the big picture of it. Like mm-hmm. we're seeing like, oh, this looks like Bigfoot. And then we keep running with that image. But it could actually be some other weird animal. Yeah. Or like some dinosaur that's lived the whole time. And we thought they were all extinct. But one survived. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that reality is also true. Maybe it's a real, it was really teeny tiny, like microscopic when the big boom happened or, or whatever, who, whatever you believe in. And then all of a sudden it just survived and it's lived forever and it made babies. And there we go. We got Bigfoot. And maybe Bigfoot is just blurry. Like he's just a blurry mm-hmm. figure. So you try like to take a flash. picture. It just comes out as blurry. Yep. He just exists blurry. Wild. See, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like, I think all of these things are true on a level. We just don't know what that level is. I think we're on the same page, Mike. Yeah. You're not looking at me like I'm crazy and that makes me feel No, better. not at all. So thank you. I'm glad we found some... We may be two in the room, but I think everybody listening to us is not going to agree with us, would yeah, be my guess. I would assume that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the last adventure you went on? The last adventure? Mm-hmm. That is always something like I wanted to do as a kid. Like, I'm going to grow up and go on a bunch of adventures. <laughs> and then now, like, being able to have, I don't know, I guess, like, the resources to do that, I don't really go on adventures. I see the adventures you go on, I'm like, oh, I got to go on more adventures. You need to. You do go running a lot. I do. That's kind of my But I wouldn't call that an adventure. No. It is my way to connect with nature a little bit. Like, I like just going out, being in the open, smelling the air, and having that feeling. But I do like nature. I just don't... Then why don't you go to any of these waterfalls? They're really close by. I don't like driving places. That's fair. You don't have to drive that far, though. And you have your wife, which keeps you company. Yeah. I I got Remy, who she doesn't talk to me, so I'm just (laughs) by myself. At least you have some, you have a partner companion in that. That's true. So it doesn't make it as boring. What's the adventure you want? What's an easy adventure that you want to go on? I just love road trips in general. Mm-hmm. So I would literally just get in the car and drive places. Wait, like, but you don't, hold on, Mike, but you don't like driving? I don't. I'm so confused right now. Like, I don't like just the destination of like, say I had to drive an hour. I want to commit to like a full trip. So that's why you won't do, th- but, but a waterfall is kind of a road trip. Cause you're really not gone. You're not back until like six o'clock at night sometimes. Yeah. So it was like a whole day road trip. I guess I see it more of a, like a vacation thing. If I'm going to take a road trip. Okay. See, we got to get out of this mindset. Yeah. This is how you go on more adventures. Yeah. Most of the adventures are like always outside of the city that you live in because cities don't have adventures, but the rural areas, the country, the outside, the outskirts, that's where the adventure is. It's true. This is how we get you on an adventure. This is what I'm saying. How we get you on your first like adventure. I don't know. <laughs> You're sitting there like, I'm very not, hesitant. Morgan's not going to happen. You got to do it. I bet your wife would totally be up for going to a waterfall. Yeah, I think so. Never. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a waterfall in my you life. Gotta, yeah, see, you got to just do it one time. And once you do it the first time, you'll be like, this was really cool and this was worth it. Because think of it this way. <laughs> There's... Some people that do drive an hour to go to like Bucky's and that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all crazy. Oh, I love a Bucky's though. <laughs> I do too, but I would never drive an hour and a half out of my way to go see a Bucky's. If I pass by it, cool. I'm gonna stop. 
But would you drive an hour and a half to go to a Bucky's? Just a Bucky's, no. See? Not a chance. Some people do. But with a waterfall, you're driving an hour and a half. You might get a stop by a Bucky's. But on top of that, you're going to go see this really cool waterfall. And after you see the waterfall, all the driving's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it makes it like you you want to do it again. It makes you feel really good to be like out and connect. You're like, oh, my gosh, there's this waterfall that I didn't even realize was an hour away from my house. I promise you, if you do one, if you can commit yourself to one, even the closest one to here, there's one like an hour away. Mm-hmm. The closest one and you go to a waterfall. You're going to be like, dang, Morgan was right. I'm going to want to do these like every weekend. But when you get there, does it really feel worth it? Because I feel yes. like I will go there and I see it like, oh, this is cool. All right. What do I do now? <laughs> it is because it's something just so different than especially you who goes running all the time and you see all these cool like landscapes and stuff. Right. But it's not like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You're not running in Hawaii. Yeah, I have done that. That was yeah, awesome. <laughs> that was cool. But like in Tennessee, you're running in the city. Yeah. But you go on a waterfall and you go on this like cool hike. Like there's some that you can go on a hike that has like four different waterfalls on your path. Yeah. And it's just, I I don't know how to describe it, but every time I go, I'm like, dang, I'm really glad I did that. Not once have I ever done it and been like, I should not have taken this drive and come and did this. It's true. So you talk about more adventures, but maybe the adventure you need to go on to start is something new that you've never done before, which we will get into. I guess you bring up that point of like any regret that I have in my life is not doing something. See? It's never the things I did do. It's always the things like, ah, I should have done that. Yep. And so you're sitting here like Morgan went on an adventure. Why didn't I do that today? Although one of mine is like, I regret like not partying more in like high school <laughs> and college. So maybe that was beneficial that I didn't do that. But I, I like, cause I hear, I like hearing people's stories of that. It's that's enjoyable to me to hear how like hard people went in high school and college. Like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I didn't really do that. You know, I think your <laughs> liver and your kidney are very appreciative you did not do that. But you are right. I also don't regret going hard in college or high school for that matter. It just sounds awesome. There's so many great stories of like, oh, this one time. I was like, oh, yeah, I wish I had that experience. But you are still young and you can still, by the time you're 50, say, oh, this one time in my 30s, I did that. You <laughs> could still do that. Cause like, I feel like I didn't have like the real college experience. Cause also I didn't like live on campus. Mm. So I didn't have like the dorm experience. So I feel like I missed out on having a lot of college friends. So I never did the party thing. I feel like that is what I, probably my biggest regret in life is not having that experience. I mean, technically you could go back for like your, uh, what do they call it? Your last lap when you do the fifth year, your additional year, <laughs> you go back for a uh, fifth year now and do the, the party thing. Yeah. God, no, going, nothing says you can't. Can you imagine going back to college right now? Oh, no, I couldn't. It'd Doing schoolwork? Oh, gosh. No. But all the fun parties. I just party think about stuff? fitting in now. It's like I'm <sighs> struggling now with that, like coming to grips with my 30s of now. <laughs> like people probably view me as old now. I don't feel old. But 30 to me, when I was like in my early 20s, like, oh, man, you're 30? Yeah. It's the kiss of death. That's true. When I was like 21, anybody who's, who was like 30 and plus, I was like, dang, you're old. Yeah. But now I look at I'm like, dang, I'm not old. It's but. like I'm older than the cast was on Friends in the first <laughs> season. Like, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I still, But that would be cool to document on TikTok, like to go and you're like, I'm in my 30s. I'm going to go back and experience college for like the first official time. That would be awesome. Right? It'd be, oh, there's a, Accepted. Yeah. The movie where they basically created their own college. Yeah, y'all couldn't get into college, so they created their own. Yes, you could do, you could be the real life Accepted. I'm just saying. All right, we'll start a fake college. I'll forge the documents. I'll totally come be <laughs> part of it. I'll help you document on social media. <laughs> and we can actually like teach classes that people would want to know yeah, things about. Like things about, you, you could teach a class about 
Post Malone. Yeah. I'll teach a class on Taylor Swift. You do TikTok classes. Yep, TikTok. <laughs> we got social media. We got producing. That's what everybody wants to be these days. Technically, we are very skilled experts in our field, Mike. Did you use all of your college? Like, what did you get a degree in? I did journalism and with an emphasis on digital media. <laughs> Oddly, I did too. Yeah. I'm not one of those, like, not success stories. (laughs) I was like, I did exactly what I went to to college for. Yeah, I feel very lucky for that, though. You talk to a lot of people and they did not, like, use the same thing that they got their degree in. Because I don't, I really don't think you have to go to college anymore. You can learn so much just, like, what you do online. You can take all these courses for free and just getting the experience, I think, is now more beneficial than just going to college. So I feel like there's a kind of a divide of people who say, you don't need to go to college. I don't think you do. But I think for me, what it taught me was like just the structure of like how to meet deadlines, how to, you know, work in a professional environment. So more so than what I actually went to school learning, I think it shaped me of just like what I needed to be as like going into a career. Mm -hmm. I don't I think for certain things you don't have to go to college, but I do think to your point, college is a full experience. Yeah. And it is something that. And and it may change if there's more people in that generation not going to college, then there might not be this dang, I really wish I went to college. I missed out. But it's funny we're talking about this because literally what we're going into is all of us recalling our 21st birthdays. Oh, yeah. We (laughs) talked about that on the show this week. A listener called in and she had her 21st birthday and that's at number six. And I would regret now not going to college. Now, I did go to college and I finished in three years. And I do regret being done early and not like Mm -hmm. taking the fourth year to stay and just like hang out and have fun. Yeah. I think at the time you want to be done though. Oh my gosh. I hated school. I mean, you've seen me in easy trivia, Mike. I hate school. Yeah. Like school and learning things is not my, I have a lot of skills. Learning things quickly, applying them to tests and things Mm -hmm. is not my forte on any level. But college, like the social aspect and the having fun and the experiences that I have, I would never take any of that back. I would go back and pay for that because it's worth it. So I am split. I mean, there is part of me that's like, I did apply a lot of the things I used. Could I have potentially learned what I do have a job in without my degree? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's enough stuff on social media and internet now that you could definitely learn a lot of it. But I don't know. I just like, anytime people are like, should I go to college? I'm always like, yeah. Like, it's not a second question of me of like, oh, but should they? I'm always like, yeah, you should definitely go. I feel like it's a coming of age thing, too. Yeah, I think that part of it, too. But I also think you shouldn't go and get as in debt as people are getting That's right now. That's true. You can still have a cool college experience by not going to a D1. You can literally go to a like a community college That's what and I still did. have the experience. I started at a community community college and then moved on to you know the four-year type mm-hmm. of college. But I felt like that. I saved me so much money, and I just feel like you... You don't have to just go immediately four years, go to the best school, get the best education. You're learning the same facts mm-hmm. for the most part. It's a little bit of a different experience, but yeah, don't spend your entire money going to debt just to get the same education. Well, and you know, I will say, I think, and maybe, I don't know if, did you end up going in-state for yours? Mm-hmm. So I had, which is really funny. I really wanted to go to, I wanted to be a Texas Longhorn. That was like one yeah. of my things I wanted. And But I remember looking at it out-of-state tuition, I was like, there's no way. I can't do this. Yeah, I tried to go in-state tuition. I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) It was crazy. And so I ended up doing K-State. And looking back, I'm really glad I did stay in-state and then moved after college. Mm -hmm. 
I felt a lot more prepared because in college, I did want to be with my family more than I thought I would. You get this really big thing that happens after high school where you're like, I want to be away. I, I want to go out on my own, do my own thing. I'm ready to, to spread my wings and fly. But after like a few months at college, you're like, oh, crap. I really miss my family. Really? You did? I did not. You did not? No. I had that experience, but like, and it was really nice because I was far enough away that I still had my own life. But two hours, I could make the drive and I'd be home for the weekend if I wanted to. And, and then, of course, after that, I moved back home for like 10 months and then I moved to Nashville. And I'm just really glad at the way that that all turned out. Like, there was a lot of things that I planned on happening that did not happen. And holy crap, am I glad that they turned out the way they did is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. But you did not have that experience. You no, were really excited to leave. I was really excited <laughs> to leave. I think because I was so, from such a small town to where I felt like if I stayed there, there would be nothing really for me. So I wanted to get out of that town so bad that I kind of left and never really looked back. I enjoyed coming home to see my parents. Mm -hmm. But as far as like needing to be around family at that time in my life, I was glad to get away. And like go out and learn things, experience things by myself, not really having any kind of playbook to go off of, of just like, all right, I'm going to go to a new city. I'm going to try all these things I want to do and just experience life. So I, I, I really needed to get away. Mm. But see, isn't that the cool thing about college? We both got to have those experiences because we went to college. Yeah. Instead of just like not going to college. And then it was like, oh, you're on your own yeah. in the real world. <laughs> I'm having this kind of experience now with I have uh, my brother-in-law who's younger he's 17 about to, he's about mm -hmm. to go into his senior year he's getting to that point of like looking at colleges and like you know asking me and my wife kind of for different advice and like we kind of have different opinions on where you should go I think it should go as far away from home as possible she thinks he should be like a little more closer to family I'm like just that time to like completely break away for the first time after living with your parents for your entire life I think that's important I think, yeah, you could be three, four hours away if you need to get home in time. Like that's, you know, that's important too. But just having that separation and establishing that independence, I think is really important for kids. I do agree. I think you move so like you can't stay at home while you go to college. Of yeah. course, if financially that's the best True. option, yeah. I totally get it. But if you have a choice, I do think moving away is a good thing. Like you, you can't just like, okay, I went to class. I'm going to go home, see my parents tonight. I, like it took, I had to plan a weekend to go see my parents. So it wasn't like I was close enough, but I still got what you're talking about. That independent experience. Mm -hmm. I was very much on my own. I very much had to figure things out by myself. And I think that's the happy medium for him. If he's like really confused on both is it's, he has to be close enough that he could have that if he wanted it. But I knew people that were there and they never went home. You know what I mean? Like you could stay home if, or you could stay at college the whole time if you'd never wanted to yeah. go home. But there are people that stay in town and like go to college in their hometown. And that blows my mind. I was like, I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> it was close enough. I had my whole experience. So maybe that's the happy medium yeah. of the two. But I get what you're saying. I'm really glad like that I moved to Nashville after all of that because I would have ended up being like in my hometown and I would have stayed. And every time people I talk to people that stay, they're like, dang, I really wish before I got married, before I had kids, before this all happened, that I moved and experienced another city. Like, what would my life would have looked like? And now, like, for you and I, we don't ever have to wonder that. It's like, no, this is this is what it was, and it worked out. Yeah. Because the other alternative is it didn't, and you just move back home. Yeah. Like, you can you always, can always move back go back home. home. <laughs> I think that's always been my, like, safety net. Of like, well, if it didn't work out, I'll just always go back home. Yep. 
Well, what did you do on your 21st birthday? Speaking of, we're talking about college and 21st. I shared mine, which is what you were mentioning, how yeah. like somebody went hard. Yeah. I went hard on my 21st birthday. Hard, hard. See, my 21st birthday, I did the exact same thing you did. Did you? So now I say that I didn't go hard like partying. I wouldn't really classify what I did partying. It was a lot of just like me, my brother and like cousins hanging out and having drinks. <laughs> so it wasn't really like going out and like hanging out with different people, that kind of party environment. It was very much just like, we're kind of losers. We don't really have anybody to hang out with. So we'll all hang out and do this. But I was actually interning on the show at the time. And it was lunch block, this whole thing of like, every time you turn 21, you got to do the 21 shots. So I did it as a show bit. And I did, I did whiskey though, the oh entire my time. Mike. Yeah. Jack Daniels. An did entire you finish bottle. a whole bottle? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I will say, I do not recommend it. Anybody younger listening, do not drink 21 shots of whiskey. Hey, well, I still recommend 21 shots. It's not a whiskey. <laughs> that sounds miserable. Yeah, and I documented the whole thing. It, it started, like, the thing was, I did it pretty quickly. So it didn't really hit me until it all hit me at once. Because mm. I was just going like, all right, go one, two, three. And then it, progressively throughout the video, I get more and more drunk. And then at 21, you can tell I'm, like, you know, pretty wasted, but it's not until later that I remember like this feeling just went over me like somebody hit me in the head with like a trash can lid and then I don't remember anything else. You got hit in the head with a trash can lid? That's how No, that's how it felt. Just the, Oh, I was like, wait, did <laughs> no, you actually hit it in the head? Are you that, sure? That's how the feeling of like the drunkenness just hit me like mm-hmm. all at once mm-hmm. and then don't really remember anything else. Did you have the spins? I just blacked out. Like, I literally oh, don't remember anything. you just straight up passed out. I just out. don't remember. I mean, I was still alive, moving in my body. But there was that one point after that feeling came over me. After that, I don't remember anything. I remember I was, we were at our apartment, was on the balcony, had that feeling. Just remember waking up the next day, not remembering anything. Were you hungover? Yeah, probably. You just don't really remember. I don't really remember, like, having a massive headache or, like, spending the entire day in bed. I never really got hangovers. Oh, I'm so jealous of you, Mike. Yeah. Even now, like if I do drink ever, I'm pretty good at like pacing out the water. Like I'll do a drink in a water. I know that's like the loser thing of like nobody remembers to do that. I'd make a point of doing that because I don't want to be hungover. I would say it's not a loser thing. Like you should actually do that. That's really smart of you. It's just I'm not. I was never good. I was never good at drinking water, period, let alone when I drank. So I got terrible, terrible hangovers. And... I really did. Like, there is documentation in a shot book that I have at my house of every shot I took, every bar we went to. Mm -hmm. I had to sign every time I took a shot. And there was a quote that I also, like, so the person who is, like, my shot book handler, right? She was with me all night. (laughs) And you you give somebody that duty. And it's like an honor. You take on that honor of, like, you're the shot book person. And you put it all together for them. And then you watch over it all night. And you write everything down. And my girlfriend at the time, so she, she's like, Morgan, there's a lot of cuss words as, as it just kept going throughout the weekend because I just, it was the first thing you're supposed to write exactly what they say, right? Whatever comes out of their mouth after they take the shot. And just the, the more I got drunk, the more blurred the signatures were and the more she couldn't articulate what I was trying to say as my quote after the <laughs> shots. And it's funny. It is a cool, like... I hope the tradition continues for people because it is the coolest way to look back on like a really monumental like birthday in your life. Because otherwise you get really, really drunk and you don't remember anything. (laughs) I woke up the next morning. I was hungover for like two days, Mike. And I'm not kidding you. I, I always throw up. That's always part of my hangover. 
but I'm not kidding you when I say I was not well that morning. I took off all my clothes and I just sat in the shower for like four hours. I was like, I don't really know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to sit right here and just I'll be here if anybody needs me. I don't think I ate anything until like 8 p.m. that next day. Maybe had like a piece of bread. I was not well. But like that night after the 24 shots, I walked home. Like our house is like two blocks from the mm-hmm. main bars in Manhattan. And I walked my butt home. I had my shot book in hand and I was like happy as can be walking home. Next morning, not so much. I was not well. <laughs> so 21st birthday, I say, I mean, I say do it. I mean, I don't encourage that much drinking. I think you should drink yeah. and have a good time. I do encourage the shot book if you can do it, if you feel like you can. Granted, I did go very hard in college. So me having 21 shots was not really out of the question. Like I had done probably like 12 every weekend. Like it was not abnormal it's for like me. running a marathon <laughs> yeah i was like okay you just gotta push it a little bit more and they weren't all whiskey shots there were strong ones like i remember there was a tequila a fireball i mean vodka there was plain shots in there mm-hmm. but there were also lemon drop shots and like um different names that i'm not gonna say on here <laughs> <laughs> of things that you took and they, so they were all totally straight whiskey you doing that sounds insane to me yeah it was the only like harder alcohol that i like so i was like all right we're going straight whiskey wild but i love it i love that we both had see like and you look back and you're like like this year i'm about to do my 30th birthday and i'm like i have to do something really awesome i have to because like my 21st birthday i look back on often and i'm like that was so epic and it was so worth it so like every monumental birthday i'm like i have to like keep up with that trend because the 21st birthday was crazy (laughs) you know i don't know that's just how i feel yeah, Did you do that for your 30th? Something crazy? I didn't do anything crazy for my 30th. Like, it was like, well, it was like right coming out of COVID. It was 2021. So it was like the world was still kind of opening yeah. up. I think that's when we all went to go see Fast and the Furious. We did do that. You, so you did something bigger than you normally would. That's true. Yeah. I've never done that before. I've never done it again. <laughs> You're like, just one time. <laughs> just one time. <laughs> okay. I want to know if anybody else has done anything like crazy for their decade birthdays. This is what I call them. Even though 21st is weird. It's not really on a decade. It's more what happens that you turn 21, you're able to buy the booze, yes. not so much the number. And we had this place. I remember it was funny because yeah, I was buying before I was 21. <laughs> Shh, it was a secret. Um, but we had a place called the library. That mm-hmm. was our liquor store. And I remember the first charges on my debit card and my mom, because <laughs> my mom had access because they were really worried that I was going to spend all my money. <laughs> and she was like, why are you buying stuff from the library? This is like $20 at the library. Like what, what's at the <laughs> library? And I got away with it for like six months. And I'd just be like, oh, I'm buying a bagel or like coffee, whatever. They charge to check out books now? <laughs> yep. And then finally one day she was like, this is not the library, is it? I was like, yeah, it is. I, I tried so hard. And she's like, no, I, I have a feeling I know That is, is a genius idea, though, to name like places. Isn't that- it? <laughs> right? Like instead of it being the liquor store, it was literally called the library. And so anytime it showed up, it was like That's the library. Funny. So, you know, I got away with it for a long time. <laughs> and then I didn't. And I was like, okay, guys, I can't buy it anymore. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned like celebrating birthdays. I was at the orthodontist this week and they, you know, how they pull up your, your file or whatever and they see your birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. And they asked me, like, oh, what are you doing for your birthday coming up? I was like, nothing. And I think I just, I never really enjoyed celebrating my birthday. But kind of my thing this year has been just like enjoying things, living in the moment more. That it was them saying that to me and not really having anything planned or that I wanted to do kind of made me realize, like, I should, like, do something. It just feels like I have trouble celebrating things or putting any kind of attention on myself. 
but I feel like someday I'll look back on that and think, well, like I should have done something for that birthday. You always should do something for your birthday and go on the adventures that you want to go on. Big proponent of all... Proponent? Proponent. I said that right. (laughs) (laughs) Question myself. You should totally do all these things. And you definitely should celebrate yourself, even if at a point in your life that was not the case. You are at a different point in your life now. So you got to celebrate the different season change that has happened for you. You got a wife now. You have a whole life for yourself. Like, you got to celebrate that. You're not in the same state that when you didn't used to like to celebrate your birthdays. You're in a different person now. So you got to treat yourself like you're a different person. Right? Yeah. For 32. I guess so. Exactly. <laughs> and and I know it's weird. Like, I know sometimes when I plan things, I just get very nervous. And I'm like, okay, does anybody actually want to do this? I think nobody wants to come is yep. my thing. I'm like, I would kind of want to do this. But I think inviting people is like, oh, I know they like inviting them to do something like they're not going to want to do this. No, I think people who care about you, Mike, will always want to show up. Even if they can't, say they can't for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. They're always going to want to or find a way to for you in that moment because you're doing that. Like they want to show up for you. I think people like genuinely good people do want to show up. I I could be wrong, but I genuinely feel that way. But I'm with you. Like I still feel that way. Even when I plan things, I'm like, oh, is this like just another thing for people to do? They Mm -hmm. feel like they have to come. Is this actually going to be fun? Do I like... And then I get really anxious if things don't go as planned and I'm like, oh, dang, now it's not fun. I shouldn't have done it. But nine times out of 10, there's there's the one out of 10. I'm, I'm going to say that. <laughs> there's the one out of 10 where I'm like, dang, I shouldn't have done this. But nine out of 10 times, I'm glad I did it. So I'm giving you really good odds here. Better odds it's than true. we had at the lottery all week. Much better yeah, odds. Much better odds. Because so, I always like going to uh, when it's other people's things, like other people getting the attention. I'm good with that. I enjoy that. I enjoy going to birthday parties when it's on somebody else. But it's some reason when the story shifts and it's on you, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. But you're getting better at this. You are doing you have your podcast. You've talked a lot more. You've even said that you're like making jokes in between our segments and stuff. Yeah. You've been doing this for yourself. This is another step for you. This is another step in the new Mike D. The celebrating of birthdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's You're just in a new season, so you got to treat it like you're in a new season. All right. I'm in my birthday era. Yep. Birthday <laughs> era. Maybe you go to a waterfall on your birthday. That's a combination of the two. Then you don't have to be anxious about anything. You did something That's for true. yourself. You went on an adventure. You just stop at Bucky's. I mean, you could make it a whole thing. You could even make it a weekend trip. That's Yeah, that's more my speed. There you go. The compromise. We're all about compromise here. <laughs> we found it. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. We had Philip Phillips stop by the show this week, and he's super awesome. He won American Idol. And you may know him from his song, Home. There's a super cool interview. You can watch his performance on our YouTube page. But I saw iHeartRadio on social media ask this question, and now I want to know what you think. Would you rather have an infinite number of concert tickets, Mm -hmm. or would you rather have a one-time backstage pass? Ooh. I love a a good would you rather. Yeah. An infinite amount of concert tickets. Mm Mm-hmm. Or one backstage pass that's only used once? One time. And it can be to whoever, wherever you want. But it's only one time. Whereas the other one is all over the place. You can go anywhere, see all these concerts, you get infinite tickets. Oh, that's a tough one because mm-hmm. I would want to meet Post Malone. I would use that as my one backstage pass. But the value on that. I know. Concert tickets are so expensive right now. But you now. could be playing beer pong with Posty. Oh, That's yeah. what his backstage is like. I always it's see like, all the pictures. Would you, would you rather have one awesome memory of meeting your favorite artist or just be able to go to every concert? I mean, you can still go to concerts, but you have to pay. I think I have to go to the one backstage pass. I would and rather Posty. Ha- I would rather have the one experience to go Post Malone and hang out backstage. Yeah, I'm going with that one. Dang, you might have convinced me, but I, like... I just feel like, out of all the concerts I've been to in my life, I've enjoyed them. I will keep going to them. But after a while, I stop remembering them. When yeah. people ask, what's your, the best concert you've ever been to? I really had to think back and be like, ah, maybe that one, maybe that one. So I could keep going to concerts, but if I went backstage for one time and meet your favorite artist, meet Post Malone, I would never forget that. And I think that experience alone is worth all the concert tickets. That's true. And I do know we're a little bit jaded at answering this question because we do get a a decent amount of like country concert tickets. Yeah. And I'm saying that also is like sometimes meeting people isn't as cool as yeah, it seems. Yeah, sometimes you don't want like, to meet your heroes. Like backstage on its own isn't like the coolest experience. Mm-hmm. But I think with Post Malone for me specifically, he actually does stuff backstage. He does. He up. always has a party backstage. It's more of a party vibe. Like just the general concert going backstage. It's like you're seeing a bunch of people like move things around. Literally, that's and actually that, what that, backstage is That's actually is what like. backstage is. So I would go with that one. Okay. One time for Posty. I mean, I think I'm leaning to the infinite amount of concert tickets. One, because I it's on my bucket list to see a concert at Red Rocks mm, yeah. in Colorado. I really want to go to a show out there so I could get concert tickets to a show out there. 
Um, and because you could go see some like cool venues, you know, like across the country. Like you could go to what? What's the one in New York? Uh, Radio City yes. Hall or Madison Square Garden? Yes, like or Staples Center in LA. And people keep really up in. I mean, especially after seeing Taylor Swift and seeing like Beyonce, Bruno Mars. People are up in their game with tours. Yeah. So then I could just always see like the, you know, new updated concert tours that keep happening for the rest of my life. I think I'm leaning towards that one. But I think it's also because I'm not like you with Posty. I got to meet Shania Mm -hmm. literally on my first day of working here. And so I think had I not met her, I might be that way about Shania. But I don't think I really have that Bruno. I do love Bruno Mars. I mean, and he is like, I mean, he is, what's something that's like unattainable to potentially meet them? There's a word for that that I cannot find in my brain. I feel brain. like it's unattainable. Is it unattainable? Okay. <laughs> There's a word. Um, but Bruno might be up there for me. I would love to meet Bruno just because I think he genuinely is a really good dude and he's an insane performer. But I don't think I care enough to to go because I don't know what his backstage is like. I he might him, just be hanging. I met him very early on in his career. Was he nice? He was very nice. Okay, he I was, was gonna like, say crap. It was like his first, uh, like I think he was promoting his very first single ever to radio, mm. and he came and played on the Bobby Bone Show back in Austin. And he just came, was it him and a piano. Bobby was just shouting out songs, and Bruno Mars was playing them. So cool. And he's just so talented. Was he like as talented then as he is now? Yeah. Okay. Like super, like he could just nail every single song. That's so cool. It was incredible. Dang. I, like he's my one. He's the guest that I want on our show. Like if I could ever get him, I would die. I would literally die more <laughs> than I even died for Shania because I just think he's so talented. And the way he moves, like <laughs> so cool. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm going infinite amount of concert tickets. So he's the one guest you would die if we got him. Mm-hmm. I would die. Like I freaked out with Shania, but I still kept my cool pretty pretty good. But like Bruno coming, I'd be like, oh, "Holy crap, this is happening!" Like I'd be lit up the whole time, just like this is awesome. You know what I mean? When yeah. you just kind of geek out and you can't stop smiling, you look like a little kid in the candy store. That would be me with Bruno. I wonder how I would react if we ever had post Malone. Right? You, I guarantee I'd be sitting, seeing you sitting in the corner, you just have a <laughs> smile on your face the whole time. That is that's what it looks like. Because we've had some people in for Eddie, and he's been like that before, wasn't it? Um, what was the guy we had on the phone that he loves? Jimmy Buffett. Oh, yeah. And that whole time that interview was happening, he was just sitting there smiling, <laughs> big smile on his face. But I think you and I would geek out more. It would just be like internally. I don't know that we'd externally geek out. Like, we'd be like, can you get a picture? And we'd just smile, and then that was that. We yeah. wouldn't, like, say anything else. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for Post Malone, it would be more internal. I think my more external would probably be if it was, like, a... Like a movie or TV star. Yeah. Because I just mm-hmm. feel like since we are in the music space, we're a little bit more familiar with everything, even though we haven't met like every single big artist. I just feel like when we go outside of the world we are, are working in, it like opens up a different kind of fandom because we're not really like around him all the That's time. That's true. If we like if we brought on Reese Witherspoon like in studio, mm-hmm. she was supposed to. And I was freaking out. I was genuinely freaking out. Yeah. Scuba <laughs> was like, oh, she's coming in person. I was like, wait, really? Like this is happening? And then like three days later, I was like, she's on Zoom. I'm like, dang it, so <laughs> close. Or like when we had Ryan Reynolds on Zoom, that was mm-hmm. really cool. Any of those like really massive ones. And now you and I have both had that experience of meeting Tom Hanks. Yeah. Except you didn't, I blacked out. You did not. You did much better than I did. But that was really cool. 
that felt that felt like otherworldly would be the best way I can describe it. I was like, did that just happen? Did I just like actually meet like Tom Hanks, the voice of Woody? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you have that experience with him or were you like pretty good externally? No, I definitely had to like, did that actually just happen? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to look at my phone and see there's no picture there and I'm going to wake up from a dream? So crazy. <laughs> so great. I love that you and I have both got to meet him. Yeah. And not Eddie. It's my favorite. Yeah. Everybody keeps making about Eddie. Like, yo, we got to meet him. Like, Eddie, go out and do more things. Yeah, that is true. You know what? That's true. Because especially with mine, he was supposed to be there that night. What's he, he going to do? Show up to Eddie's house? I know. But I love it. But you guys went for Rita Wilson, right? Yeah. And you probably had an inkling that he was going to be there because the he back, typically supports her. Yeah. In the back of my head, I was like, what if we meet Tom? What if he's going to be there? But were you thinking too, like, oh, he might be there, but I may not be able to say hi? Yeah, I thought, especially when we first got there, is because he was like sitting in a back corner. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's just going to be there. And then right after the show's done, he's going to bail out. And that's it. But he didn't. He didn't. He hung out the whole time, met every single fan. That's so awesome. Do you think Rita was in there like, dang, my husband? <laughs> like, we need to go home. <laughs> I feel like she's pretty used to it. Yeah. And that was the only reason I thought he may not go is because he didn't want to shift the focus like away from her mm-hmm. and make it be about like, oh, it's Tom Hanks is here. But everybody was so cool. Like nobody bothered him during the show. He just got to enjoy it like a normal fan would. And remind me, I think you said it on the show, were you one of the first ones that said hi to him? I was like, I, no, somebody else started the chain. Okay. I didn't know if you were the one that started it. But once I saw that it was opened up, I was like, we're going for it. Mm-hmm. We're not leaving here until we meet him. Yeah. That's where, especially as much as you love movies, like you're like, there's no chance I'm leaving. If everybody gets to meet him and then I don't say hi. Yeah. I imagine is what was going through your head. And it was funny because I had like a thing, I like while we were waiting in line to see him, I had this thing planned to say to him because he has a movie coming out later this month called Asteroid City. And I was like, I'm going to ask him about his movie coming out because I think he'd appreciate. I feel like a lot of people just always ask him about his older movies, Toy Story, Castaway, stuff like that. I was like, I want to talk to him about like what he's about to put out now because he's probably more excited about that. Got there. Didn't even occur to me. I was like, oh, you forgot. (laughs) I was like, I forget. So what did you say? I just said, nice to meet you. Like I said, it's an honor to meet you. And I was like, you mind if we take a picture with you? And He's like, yeah, come on in. So we got in, took the picture, and then my wife afterward, she's actually reading his book right now that he just put out. But she brought that up, and his face kind of lit up, because I feel Aww. like not everybody brings up his latest project, especially when it's a book. Mm-hmm. So he enjoyed like that she brought that up. Dang. So she didn't block out as much as you did. No, she did not. She was way more <laughs> calm and collected than I was. You were, I, I can just imagine. if It's either that or um, maybe the guy who voices Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. I said that name right. Miles Morales. Morales. There it yeah. is. Maybe the guy who voices that might make you geek out a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. Tom Hanks is up there for you, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, like mm-hmm. when it comes to the Mount Rushmore of male actors, like he is probably number one. Who's your other three? I would say it's Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio. And that fourth one, I mean, for me personally, it would be Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we've had him on Zoom, which was cool in itself. But Mm -hmm. I felt like if I actually got to meet him, that would be awesome. He's somebody who I think is genuinely really cool in person. Yeah. I don't know about Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio, though. Those I I might question. (laughs) I'm not sure what they're like in person. They're probably nice, but I definitely would be a little bit more anxious meeting them. Like Tom Cruise, even when I met him, I was like, he's just so he was sitting there without any security in a massive stadium 
and just vibing along to a song. I was like, oh, he's going to be a nice guy. I just knew it. But like, I think about Tom Cruise and I think about Leonardo DiCaprio and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I think it depends on the day. Yeah. I feel like even Adam Sandler a little bit because I feel like he gets it so much and has been famous for so long that the experience you have with them could vary. Because I think he doesn't really like taking like pictures with fans. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody takes pictures of him playing basketball. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't think he's like, oh, yeah, let's take a picture type of guy. Yeah. So he's almost somebody I wouldn't want to meet. But as mm. far as like the biggest actors of all time, that's who I would put on my top four. That's a solid list, though. Dang. Now you just got to get the interviews with one of them. I know. That's what everybody was saying. Like, did you ask him for an interview? I was like, that's the last thing on my mind. Like, hey, would you like to come on my podcast, Mr. Hanks? That's true. But you know what? <laughs> now you have like a, a thing and you do have a little bit of an in with the whole Rita Wilson situation. Yeah. Like you're cultivating that relationship. So it's possible. It's possible. Put it out in the universe. <laughs> you just shared your Mount Rushmore. We'll keep putting it out in the universe. Yeah. It's out there. Okay. Well, we also had a moment on the show when Amy shared she was talking about how she got sworn in over the phone and why that all happened she was finalizing her divorce and that whole story is on the best bits best, best bits just the bits that y'all can listen to but talking about things that happened in our life and i told you to hold on to it i want to know something like new that's happening in your life for the first time maybe you're trying something new maybe you had a new experience you're like holy crap you mentioned something was happening or you were talking about something that you want to happen i can't remember now it's been a few bits <laughs> My brain is mush. Let me try to remember something new going on mm -hmm. in my life. I'll tell you mine and maybe it can help you like jumpstart yours. So there's two things. One, I am trying a whole bunch of workout classes. So I got ClassPass. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of ClassPass? No. So it's an app and basically you right now I'm still on the free trial, but then you can buy like an unlimited for a month and you get all these credits and you can just go to all these different gyms in town. And you try, like, I did bar for the first time. Mm -hmm. I did hot yoga, which I used to do in high school, but I did it for the first time in, like, 12 years, and I forgot how intense it is, but I loved it. I'm going to do, like, an Orange Theory class. I'm doing a uh, – I did rumble boxing in town, which is, like, the strength training and boxing. I'm doing, like, just – I'm trying all these different workout classes. I'm trying to find my new mojo because I had been boxing for, like, six years, and I'm still doing that mm -hmm. with my personal trainer, but – I was like, I need like, I need to juice it up a little bit in my workout life. I was also going to Planet Fitness, which you and I also yeah. both go to a lot. <laughs> so I'm still doing that, but I just want to make sure I'm trying some new things, challenging my body in different ways. And let me tell you, did bar and hot yoga do that? I left the, both of them and I was like, that was intense. And then the next morning I was like, holy crap, my body. Like even that I am in shape and been working out like every day for the past several years, after doing both of those, my body literally was like, what are you doing? What is happening? <laughs> it was a wild experience. <laughs> so doing those, and I'm currently trying to figure out what the heck I'm allergic to. Literally, it's the question of what is Morgan allergic to every day at my house. <laughs> um, it might be environmental factors. It might be my mouth guard that I wear every night. It might be food. I literally cannot pinpoint it, but it makes my mouth and my lips swell up, and I look like a balloon. Or that I had lip injections, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Um, but it's not cool the way it feels. It just looks, you know, cool. So that's currently what I'm debating right now, which is a nightmare. It is not fun to try and figure out that what you're like. That class pass to. sounds fascinating to me. You should totally do it. Because I feel like I've had that point in my life of like running has been my go-to. That's just like my foundation of getting exercise and, you know, just helping my mental state. And then I've been like you going to Planet Fitness for so long. So I have kind of ventured out a little bit. I do rumble 
which is awesome. It is awesome. But I like trying different things to see like how my body just adapts to it. And I like trying, you know, mm-hmm. just different kinds of exercise and different ways to release this energy that I get pent up in my body. Yep. You need to do this. I'm not kidding. It's amazing. And there's like, there's all different types of workouts, whatever you're looking for. And now some of them like, um, oblige or, or oblige is not the word. Literally my brain is much, <laughs> um, don't want to be on it so that oh, you might yeah. not have access to them, but there's like, you can do a cycle bar. You can do berries. You can do pure bar. You can do hot yoga. You can do regular yoga. You can do shed. Fit. I mean, like, mm. and these are just here in town and obviously it differs for different cities, but I know like every city has class pass because there's multiple types of workouts, but, and they have like row house, if you like rowing. I do. I'm I'm doing. Mike is the only one seeing me doing the rowing motion right now. I might like rowing. I don't know yet. You see? And that's why I was like, I want to go try some other things and just see before I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a membership to this place. Yeah, So uh, instead of having also to go to like every place and do like their free trial thing, I'm like, no, I want to like just try one class and then go. I feel like that's the one thing I could be adventurous in is like workout classes. Okay. Hey, we found it. I think you literally just turned a light on in my brain because this could solve two of my things. One is like expanding the, you know, different kind of exercise I do because I just try. I feel like sometimes I'm just working the same muscles over and over. Mm -hmm. So I feel like doing something different works out different muscles. So I've just been trying to find what I like. Also, meeting people is the hardest thing for me, like making friends. And I feel like even just with going to Rumble as consistently as I have been, I kind of feel like that's a little community that I'm starting to build of like knowing people who only know me from that and don't know me from anything else. Yeah. So I feel like this is like two birds with one stone. Exactly. And you can do it and you can go back to the same place. Like if yeah. you, so the free trial, you get like, I don't know, like 60 credits and like each place is like six or eight credits or something. So like you can try a bunch just in the free trial to see if you even like class pass and doing it before you pay for their like month to month unlimited mm-hmm. and get credits. But it's awesome. Like I've always heard about it and I've heard people doing it. This is the first time that I'm trying it. And so far, it gets five out of five stars. Five out of five. I mean, like great experience. All you do is sign up for what you want. You can you get full exposure to all the schedules of everything. And it like you can make it work with whatever your life and our life is a little bit crazy with our schedules. <laughs> so you can find yeah. things that work and you would love it. This is totally perfect for you. Yeah, I'm gonna look into it now. All right, I found your I found your try something new. Well, did I make you think of anything when I was talking about those? Yeah, I have been fully engulfing myself and buying into my nerdiness. I think okay. that's been a hard thing for me. Is I've always viewed all the nerdy things I'm into to be something I wanted to hide from people, and I feel like maybe just because I'm getting more comfortable in the age that I am, like I don't really care anymore. I'm gonna like the things I like and be proud of it. And just fully commit to it because I've always like had this, you know, fascination with superhero movies and just things from like my childhood that are now cool again. I've just never really fully committed to being like, this is what I actually do. Mm -hmm. So my new thing is I'm like collecting things. I'm going to comic book stores and buying comics and trying to like learn about them, learn the backstory, especially because how much I do love superhero movies, realizing there is basically source material for all the movies coming out. And I've always just viewed that as like, that's way too nerdy for me. That's in a whole <laughs> different level. But I realized like, like why hold myself back? Like, I'm not cool. I don't need to try to be cool. I've never been cool. I should just fully embrace the things that I like because I like them. So I'm collecting comic books now. I'm about to get into gaming again and just fully going into embracing that part of my life that's just been me the entire time. I've just been kind of afraid to show it. 
Dang, I love this for you. It's like you're coming into what you already were. You were just holding yourself back from. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people that I know and like respect have very nerdy things about them that they're just like, yeah, I'm into that. And it's like cool when like somebody famous is like into like Pokemon or Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And you think because I would be into it that I'm viewed as like a nerd. I'm like, I'm just going to be into it. I'm going to collect it. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to go for it. I'm proud of you. Look at you. See, you're you're getting adventurous in other aspects. Now it's just the one area that you're trying to. Yeah. Very specifically in adventures. But you're getting adventurous in like exploring this new part of yourself that you kind of held back for a while. I think it's also like inside of really becoming a part of anything new. You think they're going to be some, be some people who like guard it or going to make fun of you going into it. Even like going to a comic book store, you think like, oh, they're going to be some hardcore nerds there thinking like, oh, you're looking at the dumb comics. You don't know anything. But it's really kind of been it's just fun. Well, I don't think you're wrong in that. I think there's always people that want to tear people down for doing things that make them gatekeeping things. <laughs> yes. On however you want to see gatekeeping as the mean or nice, whatever it looks like. Yes, I think that very much exists. So you're valid in those feelings, but I think it's awesome that you're at a point in your life now where you're just like, I don't care. I just want to like what I like and I want to enjoy it. Feels like that's where you're at right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, yeah, I'm an adult who likes things that are fictional. Like, who cares? Yep. Who does? Like, there are things that people can be into that are harmful to others or that you shouldn't be looking at. I've always looked at being more nerdy as a good thing. I've never seen it as like a disadvantage. People always want to like talk crap about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it really isn't. Can you imagine like talking crap on somebody for just liking movies or books or comics or action figures? Like genuinely, you're literally talking down to somebody who's sitting at their (laughs) house doing nothing to anybody else. There's a lot worse in the world that you could be giving people crap about. Yeah. Not that. I never understood it, but I get where you're coming from and I get what that happens, but I'm proud of you right now. This is awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I'm excited to see the uh, collection because you already got a really massive Pokemon collection. Yeah. Maybe this could be like your new thing that you can make money off of because your Pokemon collection is worth some cash money. And I will never sell it. Mm -hmm. But now you might have more. You might be that guy in his 80s (laughs) who has like full collections of things and it's worth like millions, but you're like, I'm not going to sell it. And you pass it down to your kids if you have kids. Or if you have a dog, you pass it down to your dog. I don't know, whatever you like. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. How cool would that be? See? You're like starting this for a future you. Exactly. You're smiling. You're like, heck yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. I love it. I'm going to look back when I'm old and gray and like, look at all these things I collected. Life well spent. Exactly. <laughs> I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I always love having Mike on. It's so much fun. I feel like we talk about things that we never get a chance to talk about. Not only not on the show, but like after the show, because you and I are just like trying to do 80 million things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always fun having you on. And that's a random note. That's not what I'm actually going to talk to you about. Uh, we're doing this week. We did the draft of best dipping sauces. And that was super fun. Y'all made your votes online, which voting's closed at this point. But sure, if you want to go at it, then it doesn't matter. But let's talk about I have five categories and we're going to share the because we shared the best dipping sauce of all time. Mm hmm. The five best of all time of these things. And we're starting off strong with something that you are an expertise in. Okay. The best movie of all time. Oh, the best single movie of all time. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a tough question because just this year alone, I probably watched like 50, 60 movies. Mm -hmm. And that's just new movies. Oh, the best single movie of all time. Now, it doesn't have to be your critic. You don't have to pull out your Rotten Tomatoes side of you right now. This could just be your favorite movie to you that you would pick in a draft pick. Your number one draft pick for all of these is what we're going off of. I am going to go the first Spider-Man movie. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Which? The Tobey Maguire. Okay. I was like, we got three <laughs> Spider-Mans here. <laughs> okay. The first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. I'll go the first one. Yeah. I think that one is the most significant out of any of the Spider-Man movies. And if I could only watch one forever, it would be that one. Solid pick. It's a great movie. And they're all now on Disney+. Plus. I think all of them are. For the most part. Most of them yeah. have gotten there. <laughs> I think probably, except No Way Home is not on there. And maybe Spider, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, it's so random. Like, there's two random ones. That yeah, they're very selective there. on who they license out the rights to. It's so random. I think my pick would be Ready Player One. Really? Mm-hmm. I watch that movie on repeat. If I cannot find anything to watch or there's nothing that sounds good to watch or I need comfort, like I put on that movie. It is my favorite movie and I could rewatch it over and over again and I love it. I think because it has action, it has love, it has sci-fi, mm -hmm. even like a little bit of thriller during like the shining scene. <laughs> there, like it just has a little bit of everything and it's very like futuristic, yeah. which I love futuristic stuff. And it's funny. I love this show, this movie so much that I have even Googled because I love 
these are all in similar categories. I love this type of movie. I love Upload on Amazon. I love Free Guy with mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Um, I think it's Anita, I think is what it is. Have you, the Power Angel or something. Um, anything sci-fi, anything related. I, I have Googled online can, what movies are like this so I can find other things to watch. Have you seen Ex Machina? No. You need to watch that one. Wait, send that to me because I don't know how that's spelled. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's spelled like Ex Machina, but it's about this guy who wins a contest to go and stay with like this. He's kind of like a Elon Musk type person who is creating like this AI robot. Okay. See, I like that. There's also like a robo fighting cop. What's that one? Dang, what is it? Dang, what is it? Um, <laughs> it he's, he, he powers a robot to fight for him. Oh, with uh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah, what is it? Oh, why is the name escaping me right now? I'm just going to look up Hugh Jackman and Robot. I'll probably come up. Jackman, Robot, Movie, Real Steel. That's what it is. That one. See, anything in that. So, Ex Machine, I need mm-hmm. to watch. Okay, I'm going to add that to my list because I'm not, like, I watched the Pacific Rim movies for the first time. Those are in that same category. Anything that are, like, robots, technology, future, sci-fi. You got to go see the new Transformers movie. Oh, my God. Yes, I do. I love Transformers. Oh, you'll love this one. Bumblebee is my guy. Yeah. When I met Bumblebee at Universal last summer, I geeked out. <laughs> I straight up geeked out. Like, I waited an hour to meet Bumblebee. <laughs> it wasn't even the real Bumblebee, but I still waited an hour. So, that's my jam. So, yeah, that's why Ready Player One, I think, is the is the top one for me. So, are you now seeing those Apple goggles and thinking, I need to get those so it can be like Ready Player One? Oh, Yeah. Trust me, I, like I've been watching the VR, like people have the VR headsets and I've done them. We got one for my dad for Father's Day last year. And I'm like, this is not the same. This is not what I want. I need to be able to be like myself in yeah, VR. And when immersed. that happens, I will get a VR headset. <laughs> for now, you're just playing games. When I could be like, it's like Sims, right? Yeah. But it's a you and Sims. When it happens that way, you bet your <laughs> butt that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> so I can have my Ready Player One moment. That's what I think. Uh, best TV show. Of all time. Simpsons, hand down. Dang. Yeah, that was a quick on the draw. That's there, it. Like, right? there's no other show for me. <gasps> like, I owe everything, even if I'm remotely funny, like, for an ounce, I owe to that show. That's fair. And that's a long, I mean, that's still the longest running, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's been on forever, so people agree with you. I think mine would be New Girl. It's another, again, my rating system is all based off of how many times I can watch something mm-hmm. and not get tired of it and still love it. New Girl, I can also put on and it's just like always on. I'm always laughing. I laugh out loud when I watch the things. Same. So see, you like New Girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. no, no, I was saying The Simpsons. Simpsons, I, I watched, how you feel. I watched oh, the same episode dang. like 10 times in a row and still laugh. That's true. Okay. <laughs> this, this is our, these are our criteria for our best of all time. I like it. Best concert of all time. Hmm, this is a tough one. I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier. I had it on my list. I was like, ooh, he's not going to like my question. (laughs) I would say because of the scale of the concert, the first time I saw Post Malone, I saw him at a club here and it was maybe 500 people. Oh, And that's never happening again. And it was at a time like his first album was out. His second album was just about to come out, not out yet. So it was like all my favorite songs from where I very first got into him and he played every single one. So I don't think that could ever be recreated. The set list from that show, the venue of that show with my favorite artist. So I would put that one. Oh, that's solid. That's solid. Dang. Now you're making me question my pick. Well, I had Bruno. It's Bruno mm-hmm. Mars at Bridgestone because I got to see him for the first time and I had the best night of my life. I was like, I bought tickets to that show. 
and that was when we were working on this show. Like, I didn't ask him. I was like, no, I want like good seats, yeah. and I want to be like here for this. But an honorable mention, I think, would be Garth Brooks' Seven Diamond show he did at a Sind Amphitheater. Gosh, I think it was like six years ago now. And it was when he like basically broke all these records. And so it was like a pop-up Garth Brooks show at a Sind outside on like a summer night. And he was playing all the hits. And I was just like, what is life right now? This is awesome. So that's an honorable mention. But I still think Bruno comes in first. But your posty one is pretty solid. Yeah. That's a really good one. I'm not going to lie. Okay, best food dish. Ooh, best food dish. Ooh, um, my go-to one is guacamole. Oh, yeah. Like, that is just like, I could eat that as an entire meal. I would eat that as an entire meal. And it's the thing that I just, every time we go out to dinner, I'm like, do they have guacamole? <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't really feel like a real night out to me. Okay. Uh, that's a solid pick. That's a good little dish. Oh, man. You keep making me question mine. Like, I have my picks, and then I question it. Because I did think about tacos, but also my criteria for this one is, like, can people mess it up easily? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest. I think I, I think I found the perfect one because this is so hard to mess up. And if you mess this up, you just, you probably burnt it. But a grilled cheese. That is hard to mess up. It's hard to mess up. It's always good. You always, like, can eat it in any setting because... It's so it's like such a comfort food. I, I was gonna go Alfredo, but that you can definitely. Mess yeah, up. I've had some bad Alfredo. Yeah, you can mess that one up. But grilled cheese, and you can make it at home really easy, and you can like elevate a grilled cheese and have like all these different versions. I think I'm going grilled cheese. Solid one. Mm-hmm. Which ours go together? They could. Yeah, you could dip a grilled cheese in some guacamole. I put avocado on my grilled cheese I've all the time. That. So good. Avocado okay. Toast. See, uh, best workout. This is our last of all time draft. Yeah, running. Stupid pig. I don't. I don't accept <laughs> it. <laughs> I accept it for you because I know how much you love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Best workout. Uh, I really need you to stop. Like, <laughs> really good ones. Uh, I think. I think I'm still boxing. I think boxing. I've when I leave boxing, I feel really good. I just gotta change it up, you know. But I still think it's the best workout. Yeah, it's good to get out just like pent up aggression. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, dang, I got a lot of energy for a little girl. <laughs> There's a lot coming out. So, okay. All right. We those are our best draft picks of mm-hmm. all time. So if you agree, disagree, let let us know. Go tell us on social media. Just don't yell at us, please. <laughs> all right. We also had Bobby. We had Dr. Lorian who came on to talk about his coins. And holy crap. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm gonna say. Like, holy crap. The whole studio, I think, is still stunned from the news we received during this interview. So I'm going to leave there. Yeah, I wish I would have my Pokemon cards. Right? Like, (laughs) I'm like going to start digging through my house. Like, what do I own? (laughs) What's happening? I have a rejected, rejected segment. These are what I call my, that, they didn't even make rejected segments. Mm -hmm. They are rejected, rejected segments for the best fits. (laughs) And so I want to talk about, because I feel like it's really important. We always talk about, you know, just in general, it's really easy to focus on bad things and stuff that's happening, but we never really talk about it. So I want 15 seconds for each of us to talk mm-hmm. about something that's really important to you. It could be stupid. It could be really emotional. It could be whatever you want. But 15 seconds to talk about something that is so important to you. Go. I would say for me, it is longer movies. People have a kind of disdain for watching something that's over three hours. I think if a movie is done right, don't let the runtime like throw you off of wanting to watch a movie. We are so 
quick to jump to like TV shows and watch six episodes at one time and not want to watch a three hour movie. But you can explore so much and have so much character development and arc in a three hour movie. Do not let the runtime keep you away from watching them. Oh, solid. That was a good one. I like it. And I, I agree with you. I mean, <laughs> nothing deters me from watching anything. If it's even if I watched the, what was it? The Justice League, uh, like oh, six hours. Cut? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. It was so better than the original movie because oh, it had yeah. all that time. I just I, didn't like that it was a square. It kept bothering me. I was like, <laughs> stretch it. The screen. You like the four, three ratio? No, it really bothered me. <laughs> but I did. I didn't mind. Like the whole time I was like, oh dang, it's already over. And I just rewatched Endgame for like, I don't know, the... 10th time and i'm glad that movie is three hours because yeah. that's the last time we got to see them all together i would be sad if it was any less than three hours i'm with you i agree with your rejected rejected segment yeah great pick mine's more on the emotional side is mostly because i keep i think because i interact with them but if i see one more person dump an animal i'm mm-hmm. gonna punch somebody in the face like i'm uh, you're i might be going to jail soon mike <laughs> like i'm seeing so much stuff online and i don't know if it's we're just at a point that so many people adopted animals during the pandemic but like Mm -hmm. rescue shelters they are not doing well right now their lack of resources so like i just want to reiterate like please like try and find an animal that you like in a shelter or rescue because there's oh my god i see huskies german shepherds like any animal that you probably want is probably somewhere there if you just take it just takes a little bit of time a little bit patience a little research a little research and you can find one they're there and it's a huge help because it helps them save one more animal. I see a lot of loose, like euthanasia stuff that's happening, which makes me cry. Literally every time I get on my Facebook, it's like more and I want to save every animal in the world and I can't. But this is my reminder that if you can fo- adopt, if you can't adopt, foster, if you can't foster, volunteer, if you can't volunteer, donate money. It's really like it's it, you can help in some way or form, but I feel very compelled to do that because they don't have a voice and we are voices for animals and we just are like as a society just feel like they can just be discarded. Like I see 15 year old animals getting dropped off at shelters and I'm like, what are we doing? Mm. What is happening? So it's just my reminder. Pet is a lifetime and don't dump your animals. I, I hate that. I have to say that as a reminder, but like, what are we doing? So that's mine. That's my, my passion plea. I'm sorry. It was much more emotional. Than yeah. That's a powerful one. <laughs> I know, but it's just like, it's all over my social media. Maybe it's because what I follow and what I see, but like just the lack of resources and the lack of, I think compassion is really sad. It makes me really sad. I wish we could do better as humanity. That's it. Period. I'm going to stop because I'll keep going on and Mike's going to be like, okay, we're going we're to start crying. So those are our 15 seconds to talk about things that were very important to us. Both very important yeah, topics. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And of course, coming in at number one, lottery tickets. Uh, literally, that's all I wrote. I didn't even try to describe which one. And at this moment, I still don't even know which segment I'm going to insert for best bits, just the bits, because there were so many lottery segments. Yeah. <laughs> I got to find like the one to like tie on a bow from this week. And I don't even know what that was, if I'm being honest. For me, it was just the first time we did it, I think, because it was like the excitement of like scratching for the first time. And we were in high Mm. hopes. We hadn't had any losers yet. And then all the things that happened after that was just like, oh, man. Oh, it just kept getting worse. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and let me tell you, we talked about it a little bit because you guys heard like the Bobby heard the yelling that happened. But I am not kidding you. Like. Scuba Steve and Lunchbox are the same person when it comes to the lottery. <laughs> like two peas in a freaking pot. They're like that Spider-Man meme, both pointing at each other. Yes. And like, and they want to yell at everybody else. They were so mad, Mike, that there was people so missed. so much yelling. 
And I was like, guys, do you not remember? Like, you guys are acting, one, like either somebody took away your child and you're about to fight somebody, <laughs> or two, that we like threw away these tickets. We did not. We set them aside for a reason mm-hmm. so we could check everything. And you would have thought the world was ending the way that these two were yelling about the lottery. And so I just would like to say that we have not just one lunchbox, but we have two. <laughs> and it's lunchbox and Scuba Steve. And I've never seen either one of them act so irate and irrational at something in my life. Like I sat there and I had like, guys, we have to calm down. Like just a little bit. This is a lot for lottery tickets. Like I get this is a lot of money, but this is a lot yeah. that's happening right now. It still stresses me out thinking about it. I realized afterwards, I think it's because... I forgot how much Lunchbox invested into this venture <laughs> that I realized he had more on the line to lose. So that is why he was so... He did. Let me tell you, Mike, that's really funny. <laughs> we were driving to get tickets. He's like, dang, I really shouldn't have done 500. Like, I really should have not I'm done so, that. I'm still shocked that he did. When those words I left know. his mouth, I was like, you know, this is like... I think he instantly <laughs> regretted it. I genuinely think he was like hyped up in the moment. It came out of his mouth and he was like... Oh crap! I can't take that back because if I take it back, I'm gonna get crap for this. Yeah. And you know, lunchbox. So there's one thing he does not like is getting crap for something he does. And he does not back down. Once he says something, he's, mm-hmm. you gotta go with it. Oh my god! Said it. it was so funny. We were just sitting in the car. It was like pretty quiet because he had just got done flashing the money, and I kept yelling at him to stop flashing the money. It was like quiet for like a few minutes, and then and he was like, "I really shouldn't have done 500." <laughs> I was like, we're, "We're a little late for that." I mean, even for us who put in a hundred, that's still yeah. a lot. I was thinking that too. I was like, man, like, I know I didn't put in as much as they did, but I still feel like I went in too hard on this too. I know. I, I, I kind of regret it. I'm like, dang, a hundred dollars just went down the train. Every time we kept investing, like reinvesting. And it's really funny. A listener definitely predicted this on our live stream when we first did it. Uh-huh. He was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Y'all going to re- reinvest that back into more tickets. And then you're going to get less. And then it's going to get less and then less. And I'm like, don't say that. That's bad energy. That Yeah, that occurred to me after the second time we did it. And I realized, oh, we're just going to keep going until there's nothing left. We're never going to hit that. Yeah, at this point, I don't have any hope. And I know like next week we have some tickets. That we still get yeah. to scratch off, but I my hope is gone for our lottery tickets. Yeah, I've lost any appeal to ever play the lottery <laughs> on my own. We did not help people want to play the lottery. I think we might have made it worse. Nobody's ever going to trust that they're going to win now. I know, and now all those stories that we read about the lottery, I'm be like, did they really win? We tried really mm-hmm. hard. We bought whole rolls, Mike, like whole rolls, and we didn't even have like. Listen, cool, we didn't win the five million. I get mm-hmm. it. That's hard. But like, we didn't even have like a thousand dollar winner in all of those. What? That blows my mind. Blows my mind even further that people like genuinely win off of like buying one ticket. Mm-hmm. Like that is some luck. Like genuinely some yeah, luck. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Like first time winners hitting a jackpot. Wild. I don't think I'd believe it. If I was like playing the lottery for the first time and I got a first time winner, I don't, I'd be like, this isn't real. There's no way this is real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because when you play it, even when you win like 50 bucks, you're like, dang, I just won 50 bucks. Like, cool, let's keep going. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do those people become like really addicted to the lottery after they win like the first time, especially the ones that like pay the Powerball? Yeah, there's a huge downside to that. And then they're like, oh, I got to spend all this money back on some more lottery tickets. Wild. I mean, even the ones that I scratched that hit before I reveal the amount in my head, it just starts going like, Oh crap. What this is going to yeah. be life changing scratching this right now. Yeah. And then it'd be like, take it. I'm like, well, that was super depressing. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's the, the lottery tickets had to come in first 
And that's a wrap for you and me, Mike. Yeah. And I, I didn't mean to end it on like a sad <laughs> note, you know, but I had to. The lottery was such a big thing. Everybody was so excited to watch us scratch off lottery tickets this week. It was a big moment. I don't know. Give us like a few months. Maybe we'll, we'll go again. again. <laughs> I have a feeling it'll happen again. Invest less next time. Or go back to our original plan of the 20s. Yeah, yeah. That was, okay, that was another thing that happened after the show. Let me just, I'm airing all my grievances right now because these two are crazy. I said, guys, wouldn't it make more sense? Because I got crap for just allowing Lunchbox to get the $50 tickets. I'm Mm -hmm. like, have you ever been in a situation with Lunchbox? You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk him out of this. Never, ever in my life could I ever talk something out of Lunchbox if I wanted to. So I could not in that situation, but I thought about it. I'm not good at math. So tell me if I'm wrong here. But I feel like the odds are better if we would have played the 20. Yes, the prize wouldn't maybe not have been as high. Mm -hmm. But because more people are playing the 20s, there's less tickets. And if there's still a decent amount of winners in those less tickets, then we have more chance at winning. I think even aside from that, our whole experiment going into this was to see if we would increase our chances by buying a roll. That was the thing. And we could have bought more tickets in the 20, so gone through more. Yeah. So take the odds and everything out of it. The the idea was just to have as many from one source mm-hmm. buying the roll. And so in all could've... fairness, what did we end up with on Friday that we had scratched? <laughs> like 60-some tickets? And we had, yeah, we had some on that money. I mean, holy crap. We did it. We did do the theory. It just wasn't as many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could have bought more 20 tickets than we could have done the $50 ones. Yeah, we would have had almost double that. There we go. Right? And the, I told you not going to math. So <laughs> could be wrong on that. But yeah. We could, yeah, we could have bought more tickets. So I, I didn't feel like it was a, it would have been a better numbers game just to have gone through more. Okay, I so think. you're saying we need to do this again. But do 20s. But do 20s. And we just keep going down. Yeah. We did have somebody write, and they said we played, we, she bought an entire roll of the $3 ones and won $75,000. See? Maybe we go all the way on the other side of it. This is what I'm saying. And that, as I said, the odds are better. To your point, also, on top of it being the more experiment we were supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. the odds are better. I think we were looking at it as trying to have the, like the, win the biggest prize. And mm-hmm. the, the more odds to have the biggest prize, we should have just gone for one prize. <laughs> just anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did, though. Listen, after this week, we were up like... Oh, we we had won a decent amount. Yeah. We won like twelve hundred. What? No. Well, we never th- recouped what we spent. No, but I, we won- I say one as <laughs> yeah. we got it off of these tickets. So we never we never went back over our price. We never won mm-hmm. over two thousand dollars. But we did have like over a thousand dollars in winnings. So we would have at least only lost like fifty dollars instead of a hundred. But I don't think they're gonna let us pull out now, Mike. <laughs> Could you imagine like if say earlier in the week we had won? Like, just how that process would have uh-huh. been afterwards. If we would have actually won to 50000 like when Lunchbox screamed that we did. Yeah. That would have been nuts. Like, genuinely, if we would have won $50,000, I don't think any of us would have, like, genuinely thought that actually happened until we got the money, like, from the lottery. Yeah. That would have been wild. I know. I do think we would have taken off. We would have taken off a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would have been like, we need to celebrate a little bit. That was awesome. <laughs> Like one day, we get one day off. Oh, yeah. But now we just get to dream about it. Yeah. 
Super depressing. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. Just hope that maybe the the few that we have left that we reinvested our money, which is so stupid, but we reinvested our money. Hope next week is a better chance. Maybe we just enter in this loop where we just have enough to keep buying one ticket, keep buying another ticket. You know, honestly, I hope not. If it's either we win or you just like take all my money and be done with it. Don't keep giving me false hope. You know, every time we scratch a ticket, I'm like, oh, this is the one. It's not the one. Yeah. They're never the one. Oh, okay. Well, tell the people where they can find you on social media, listen to you on podcasts, all that good stuff. You can find it with my stage name, Mike Distro, on TikTok, Instagram, and everywhere. Nice. I love it. Okay. I'm Webgirl Morgan on all the things. And of course, the show at Bobby Bone Show. And go check out YouTube. There's some performances up there from this week. Anna Voss. We've got Philip Phillips. And of course, some lottery stuff is up on our Facebook page. All the live streams. If you want to go watch those, there's a lot of lottery ticket stuff that happens in those. Uh, And Bobby Bone Show on all the things. I think I already said that. I don't know, guys. It's Saturday. My brain is mush. Yeah. This is where I give up. Thank you, Mike, for joining me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. All right. Bye, y'all. Have a good weekend. Bye. This is The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.